0: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly.
1: This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Chic. Nile Rogers. On WABC, we are the crown jewel of American radio. And a good time for me is being able to speak with a woman I consider to be a dear friend, one of broadcasting's most amazing talents, Tammy Bruce. Tammy, ah, so good to have you back on the show. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm good, but you're showing our age with playing that
1: chic music. Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff, man. It's great stuff.
1: But you know what, I was the other day uh, on the Saturday show, we were all, uh, those of us that were old enough then, and my crew isn't, most of them are kids, uh-huh. right? Yeah, uh, we yeah. were we were telling uh-huh. people what we were wearing back in the day. <laughs> I had platform, yeah. I had red platform shoes and oh, my boy. fur vest and my hand-painted uh, bell-bottom pants.
0: Yeah, good times. <laughs> it is, good times. So nice to be on with you again here.
1: Thank you, and I'm not, and I wasn't wearing a female uh, bathing suit either. Unlike, I'm the, yeah, well, <laughs> I neither saw was the, I, as a
0: matter of fact. But there you go.
1: Boom! <laughs> I saw the segment that you did on Fox about, and it started off discussing this uh, swimwear and what Adidas mm-hmm. has done with this, mm-hmm. m- putting a biological man in this swimwear and promoting it, and. Mm-hmm. I would just like you to share with us your thoughts on what is in the world is happening with this, the transgender movement. And at the very first thing, and I always say this, I believe that dysphoria is a real thing. Sure. And I believe that people that suffer from dysphoria deserve compassion and understanding. And by the way, dysphoria can. Is not just limited to people and their sexual matters, and any of us who deal with weight, and 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 in one way or another, can understand dysphoria in a small way, and what mm-hmm, that can mm-hmm. do to your psyche. This is a real thing. But that said, talk to us about this trend of putting uh, biological women in sports, uh, men in in women's sports, and also now mm-hmm. the fashion aspect.
0: Yeah, you know, and this is this is the what the left always does is they co-opt issues that are emerging or major issues of importance, and then use them to divide and conquer, if you will. So what we're seeing is whether it's the Bud Light situation or now this Adidas situation, where you have Adidas in uh, there on their website in the section uh, for women, but because we are coming up to Pride Month. They have this for the, a section for women, not a section for, you know, you know, all genders or, you know, just for pride, if that's the, an issue, uh, but for women. And it is an obvious male. Some of the media has been saying male presenting. No, it's a dude. It's a dude with all the equipment. <laughs> we know the difference. We we, <laughs> we don't need to be gaslit there. And uh, also uh, Harry Chess. And he's positioned in a way that makes sure that you see that bulge, specific shots of the hairy chest. And, you know, this is being categorized as something related to transgender people. The same with the Bud Light situation, that this is about a transgender situation. Neither one of them have anything to do with the transgender population, which is very small. It's like under 1%. But now you've got a dynamic because of marketing because of the way that it's discussed uh, as you know, children are, are uh, elevated and, and praised for and, and get attention for uh, ostensibly being transgender, you have the creation of a fad, of a dynamic then that becomes larger than what is, is normal, uh, and people launching onto it, as we've seen fads over time uh, expand, the problem is, is that when you've got these dynamics, because I think I know a number of transgender people, I realize the majority of Americans don't know any. And from the beginning, when there was the bathroom fight, I would get phone calls from people saying, you know, this, none of us worry about bathrooms. What is going on? <laughs> who is doing this? And you can also reflect on someone like Caitlyn Jenner, who, because as you've noted, this, uh, the, the, the dysphoria dynamic and this situation, for those of us who don't, have never experienced it, uh, it's, it seems very foreign. But if you're having a, a sense, as it's described to us as being the other gender. And this is what Caitlin expressed and acted on in her 60s and 70s. Uh, in, and uh, being, of course, a public person with a family, a famous family and famous children. And, and feeling compelled to go through the, the entire transition because of it's a dramatic experience a dramatic decision to make and that and she also is like appalled at the imagery and about the messaging that is being sent that Americans look at a Dylan Mulvaney or the Adidas thing and think, oh this is the transgender movement and my, my message is um, no, it's not. These are experiences, our advertisements, our marketing frameworks is propaganda, I think, to virtue signal. It is to, it, we were looking at like the woman who is the, the marketing person for Bud Light, Anheuser Bush, uh, who has since left, came right from college into the vice presidency uh, to do this with Anheuser Bush. You've got the you know, most limited worldview coming out of colleges these days. Uh, a groupthink framework, uh, and they're doing what, they, what they've only known. They think perhaps everyone does need to be taught a lesson What all the stuff we think about going on in the academy is, has moved into and is moving into corporate America, law, education, and they've got these worldviews that are artificial uh, and, and bizarre, and this is why we're, we're seeing this because marketing usually can come in at a lower level where the higher-ups, like the president of Anheuser-Busch, wouldn't necessarily know that that was the decision that was being made uh, because it's so routinized. Uh, and then you get problems like this. The, the, the problem with Adidas is that this person is in a the model, and the shots are made in a way so that it is the bulge that women do not have uh, and the hairy chest that is highlighted. And my question also is, besides the fact that it is not a reflection of transgender people or of the movement, if you're a transgender person, you're not a transgender person because you want to parade around a woman's spa with all of your junk hanging out. It's not because you want to get into a woman's sorority and walk around with an erection, uh, as is being alleged in, in one particular case, because you're around the women. We see sexual predators engaging in this. Uh, we we see people who are just opportunists, like in the sports uh, environment, all in the name of a transgender dynamic. And my friends are very concerned about how that is having how that's making Americans view them and the issue. and And their concerns are legitimate. And I think that's why partly I feel compelled to say this is. Uh, This is a weaponizing of an issue, specifically to get attention, to make money, to take advantage of dynamics. And, of course, children are being brought into this realm now. Parents are being lied to. Uh, And it is it's it's something that we've got to be willing to say enough is enough for your listeners to know you're not being transphobic if you say this is unacceptable because some of the first victims here are the transgender community because of the imagery and the messages that are being sent. So this is, you know, I don't know if there's a more serious issue that we're dealing with because of the way that how quickly messages spread these days and how quickly fads can be uh, promoted and utilized.
1: Let me just ask you one more question in the remaining seconds we have. What do you think would be, Hmm. what do you think would happen if the celebration of Black History Month, if all of a sudden we had major companies, let's say an Adidas or let's say a Bud Light or let's say Mm -hmm. any one of these same companies, if they put on the face of their advertising campaign Mm -hmm. to honor Black History Month, let's say they put up a white person who identified as as black and was in blackface. Mm -hmm. Do you think, what do you think the reaction to that would be? And do you think that, that is a fair analogy to make to what's going on here.
0: Well, you know, I think that it's, it's crossed my mind in the sense of the, because, you know, the uh, minstrel shows, the obscenity of the nature of the denigration of, and what those minstrel shows were meant to do, which is denigrate uh, the people they were portraying, making them irrelevant, um, making them as though caricatures. And that was the intent there's nothing nice meant via minstrel shows or blackface, and and we did have a situation with Rachel, Rachel Dolezal, who right. got to be head of an NAACP chapter that she identified as black. But that conversation then is like this conversation, which is, and, and you know, as as a white woman who appears to be white, it's. It, I think to, to all of us is that black Americans have had a distinctively different history in this country when you're born as a black person your life will be different than if you were born as a white person you are perceived differently our the our lives are different just as our lives as women are different from men when I walk yes. out of a building my life is different than when a man walks out of a building if you when you walk out of a building as a black man your experience during the day will be Noticeably, or not noticeably, but it will be different than a white man's experience. So it's not about because you feel like a woman that it makes you a woman, or if you dress in a woman's swimsuit, that is, you know, the accoutrement, the this idea, this caricature of what a woman is. It is our life experience. So, you, so Rachel Dolezal I, identifying as black it was insulting obviously, and, and that was dealt with and acted on. But it dismisses the nature of life experience when you are a minority or when you are disenfranchised. Uh, it's, it's, it, it diminishes it, uh, and it, it diminishes the people who've experienced those differences. And I think that that's where there's a similarity, is in well, Tammy, what it means that's... to be a woman and to grow up as a woman versus a man putting on a woman's swimsuit.
1: Tammy, thank you so much. We have to have you back. And, we, you know, I'd like to spend a lot more time with you, Tammy. I always enjoy our conversations, and I could just spend hours with you. You are just an amazing intellect. And I am blessed to have you as a friend, Tammy. And thank you for being on the show today.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have
1: a great day. James Golden, AK Snorley, coming back. Your calls are coming right up. Don't go away. Rush? This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly. Bo Nerdly. On 77 WABC.